You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hi everybody, welcome along to this week's edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Just the six of us today, Arlo celebrating his little girl's birthday. So we've got Lee Dixon, Carl Martino, Greg Masto, Robbie L, and Robbie Musto, alongside myself, Rebecca Lowe. Hope everybody out there who's listening or who's watching this on the NBC Sports YouTube channel are doing well and staying as healthy as can be right now. We are, fingers crossed, three or four weeks away from bringing you back some Premier League football. And it's been an interesting week, certainly, uh, since we last all caught up, guys, because the players voted to go back, or the clubs, I should say, voted to go back to small group training. And we have actually been seeing some of that footage on social media. They've been, obviously, helicopters going above the training grounds, and you can actually zoom down and see what's happening at all the training grounds. There'll be another big vote on Tuesday, the 26th, if you're listening to this, which is next Tuesday, uh, to vote to go back to contact training. And then another vote two days later, Thursday the 28th, which will be the vote to decide whether or not they want to restart and finish the 2019-2020 Premier League season. And if they vote against that, of course, they need 14 or more votes over the 20 clubs. If they vote against restarting it, they will in that meeting apparently be deciding how they will finish this season. Will it be a points-per-game ratio average? Will it be a null and void? Unlikely. But what will it be? How will they finish the season if they don't restart? So it's another big seven or eight days coming up for the Premier League. But let's just reflect, shall we? Um, Graham, I'm going to start with you. Over the last seven days, as I say, we've seen the players go back to training. We have, though, seen more players come out... um, the likes of Troy Deeney, who has come out and said he doesn't want to go back to training, he won't be going back, he's a five-month-old who has breathing problems, he doesn't want to take back uh, COVID, possibility of taking back COVID-19 into his household. We've had six players slash staff test positive for COVID-19 from 748 tests that came out yesterday. Apparently Norwich City are the last club to be tested, we haven't got their results yet, and everybody will be tested again at the end of the week as well. So, Graham, how has the last seven days affected your thinking, if at all? Um, well, it hasn't changed uh, at all, really. Um, I think it was really interesting, our conversation last week, where we spoke about what it would be like from a player's perspective. And that's really played out um, in terms of the, the sort of sound bites we're getting and the information we're getting from individual players and clubs. And it's really important. And it was the point Lee made last week about, you know, um, his feelings about whether he would feel comfortable going back into an environment that just is so uncomfortable. Um, and it's no coincidence, I don't think, that players are, are sort of airing their views and, and if they've got their own individual circumstances, then they should be listened to and respected. And no player should be judged um, on that, given, given the situation. But I think when we look at um, players getting back to training, you know, it's like when you come back for, for pre-season, as a player, you know, the, the days leading up to it is dreadful because you just you think you've not done enough of your own training. You know it's going to be hard, but you're really looking forward to seeing everyone and getting back out on the pitch. Um, and guaranteed, the players will be delighted to be sort of let off their leashes and able to train, albeit within sort of socially distancing um, regulations. Um, so I think it'll be very positive. It's been a very positive week. Obviously, we've got the backdrop of 
the Bundesliga first round back again, which was a huge success. I think it really shows how football can cope, albeit slightly differently, with um, with resuming. Um, but but they're really showing the way, um, and hopefully will continue to do so, so that it makes it that little bit easier for for us in the Premier League to sort of understand that football can be finished and can be finished in a safe way. We're going to get on to the Bundesliga. I want to get everyone's thoughts on what they felt when they watched that at the weekend um, and how that could relate to how the Premier League was put on. Robin Musto, where are you in your thinking? What have you observed the last seven days? Yeah, I think it has been positive. Um, I think it's really interesting that certain players will feel strongly. And I think... I think we've agreed that if certain players don't feel right to come back training and playing, then they won't. I think we have to realise that the vast majority, the football clubs, all the managers have agreed to this phase one, which we're seeing now and the players starting to come back into training. Um, you mentioned it, Rebecca. Now it's between now and Tuesday is critical, isn't it? Because if the players, the majority of the players feel more confident about training, about what's going on, about the amount of testing, about the whole situation, now they're back at their training grounds, then, you know, we're fingers crossed that by Tuesday, there'll be enough people positive and confident enough to say, you know what, let's get into the, the contact because that's going to lead everything. So between now and Tuesday is critical. Um, I haven't changed my thoughts on, on what I feel. It, it seems like the vast majority of all involved are okay with this phase one. Um, so they go ahead and I think it's the right way to do it in, in phases. And if between now and Tuesday, there's a, a, a difference or Norwich city, there's a, a lot more players than expected, um, have come out positive, then that will affect Tuesday. But the six people, Rebecca in 748 or whatever it was, that number is a, is a, is a good number compared to, I think what they saw in the Bundesliga and another European league. So it's kind of in line with what we've seen in other leagues and other countries, the Bundesliga had that and have found a way to get back. There's no question there. They've been ahead of the UK in, in all aspects of, of dealing with this virus. Um, so the steps are there. Um, and of course, with respect to those that don't want to, to, to play and feel that those risks are, are, are too much for them and their family, you respect that. But the vast majority uh, seem to be okay with continuing this phase. And, and fingers crossed, we're going to be okay into next week. I think the Bundesliga numbers were about 10 positive tests out of around 1,500, 1,600. So it's a similar kind of ratio, yeah. um, not including, as I said, one more club we think Norwich to come. Um, Robbie Earle, what's in your mind? Um, I agree with, with the guys. I think it's a positive step that there was only sort of six positive cases that, that came out. I think it's a positive week in terms of where we are, Rebecca, in. I think we all feel now the within a month or so, we're going to get something being played on the pitch, which wasn't the case before. Well, I do think there's two, two things I want to make a point of. I think the communication to the players or seemingly the players involved in conversation seems to me as though that could be improved. Players should be part of, of, of each conversation. I believe there was the, the, the captains of every club were, were fielding questions from, from the teammates and putting them to the Premier League, to, to health officials, to maybe government people who were involved in conversations. And I believe there was a few questions that stumped uh, a, a few of, of the so-called experts that they weren't sure of, of what was happening. So I'd like the players brought on this, the, the journey and part of the communication a little bit more. What I thought was really interesting, I thought it was something I really should bring up myself as well, was 
the Troy, Troy Deeney has sort of divided opinions and he's said that he's not gone back this week with, with phase one. And I think as players and ex-players, we can only really put ourselves back in that situation and say, what would I do in, that, in a similar situation? I've got a 24-year-old daughter who is slightly asthmatic. Now, if I was at the time where she was just, just born, um, I would have to think about what consequences playing would be for, for her. If I was living back in the Midlands where I started, my father's on the critical care list. He's got respiratory problems, uh, got some lung problems. I would have to think about, would I be comfortable going back playing or in, in other ways? I'd probably have to stay away from my dad during the period that I was training and playing. The third thing that's obviously come out is for black and ethnic minority mm. people, is a higher susceptibility of picking up the, the, this, um, this disease. And as yet, there seems to be no, there's no science or data that's telling us why. There doesn't seem to be any more controls for somebody about uh, 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 my colouring who would go back in there. And quite rightly, Troy Dean is asking questions and saying, until you give me the, 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 the guarantees that I'm going into a safer environment because I'm more susceptible to the risk, then I'm not going to go back. And, and uh, the more I think about it, the more I would say, I would probably have to do the same, Rebecca. I'd want some more assurances from the people that, what, uh, that, that are giving me, or so-called experts, of, of how safe I'll be in that environment. But that's the point, though, isn't it? Sorry to interrupt you, Rebecca, but that's the point, Robbie. All those really important points that you make there, it's timing. You know, they don't know at the moment. There's so much unknown about this, which is, I think, why we're all having to look at three or four different scenarios for every situation, because... It is going to be a case of as information is forthcoming, then maybe better decisions, more um, educated decisions can be made. And in the meantime, you've got to absolutely respect any individual that has concerns. You have to respect that and, and, and say, well, you know, appreciate the fact that they're prepared to, to stand behind that decision. Robbie, uh, just to come back on you on that, that's, yeah. that's absolutely valid. Very, very interesting. But yeah. I suppose the problem arises when... There are many people in the UK, across the world, who are having to go back to work of black and Asian minority ethnicity yeah. Yeah. who are not stepping into a world anywhere near as safe Absolutely. as the Premier League are creating. Um, so there, I suppose that there will, to flip the argument, to play devil's advocate, to the people yeah. who are, are not as supportive of Troy Deeney, or can maybe see it, a flaw in the argument, which is, but of all the jobs to do in the world right now, there is an argument that you're, good, you're doing the safest one. Yeah, there is an argument, back, and I totally get it. And there's many first responders, people who essential workers who are black and, and ethnic minorities who don't have the choice. But given where I am, given the choice, given the health of my family, yeah. I just want more assurances from those football authorities, as Graham says, more educated, a little bit more in terms of, you know, do I need to get tested more often? In other, in other place. Just, just give me some level of security, and then yes, I, I totally agree. Then I, I'm in as as safe an environment as I am going down to the to my store and picking up a few supplies. Yeah, absolutely. Adrian Mariapa, the Watford player, has come out this morning and said he's tested positive, but he can't really understand why because other than going for walks, he hasn't left the house. His wife has done the shopping, but as we're finding out, I think maybe doing the shopping is about as dangerous as you can get in some ways. Um, Kyle. Where are you? Not where are you literally, because no one ever knows. But where are you in your mind? Some people would say no one ever knows as well. Where are you in your mind? Where are you in your thinking, my 
another episode of Where's Kyle? Um, so, you know, I, I'm I'm where I have been, um, but with a little more information, and um, I still feel the same that this is the right thing to do to begin um, phasing in the the uh, the play again and and getting players back in training environments and you know outside of the um, the incredible awkwardness of hearing every word from the players when we were watching the Bundesliga game and, uh, you know, coaches yelling from the sideline. Um, I, I, I had joy watching that game and talked to a lot of people who are back in training, who are those that are players or fans that are, are feeling a lift in their life right now. And, and I think that's ultimately one of the big things that everyone was arguing for is this brings joy to people in a time that is really difficult. And so um, I understand Troy Deeney's argument and he has the right and should be respected for feeling that way. Just as when we talked last week, when Lee brought up his opinion of it, you know, we need to allow discourse and not have a zero sum game of, you know, everyone doesn't play or everyone plays or everyone goes back to work or everyone stays home. You know, there, Arlo, I think, said it best. We will live with this virus for a while. You know, a, a zero risk world um, is years away if, that, if that's what everyone's waiting for. 100% assurances that this is not going to impact you or someone you know is not coming anytime soon. So the reality is it needs to be a calculus. The same calculus that we all make every time we leave the house every single day is the risk worth taking in my specific situation. And then big groups that are responsible for multiple people, the Premier League and the clubs, need to make this decision together with the government. Is the risk of beginning to, to train and with, a, with an aim of starting the Premier League back up worth it? And, and I think everyone that sat and, and took every situation into account made the right decision to say, right now it is the right time to to start to ramp back up society because there is a there is a sort of inverted u curve here of staying at home initially was 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 so important and some countries did it too late and it was integral to trying to support the healthcare system so that we could catch back up with this thing but the longer that we stay at home the negative consequences that are real that i'm seeing in friends and family on a daily basis that are, are, are a, a result of what's happened to their job, what's happened to their uh, profession, what's happened to their income, what's happened to their enjoyment, what's happened to their marriage, what's happened to their friendships. All of that impact, the longer we wait to ramp society back up, is going to be exponentially worse than the, the impact of COVID. And I just, I, I honestly do believe that we, we can create a world in which we live with this virus in a responsible way and I think that the Premier League are going about it in a very thoughtful way to try to figure out how do we get these players back out there. And if there's a Troy Deeney that says, not me, then that should be his right to say, no, Troy Deeney has decided he's not going to put himself in that position. That's, a, that's interesting. And I think you're right when you say the Premier League are going about it in a very thoughtful way because, Lee, it's very much baby steps. It does feel that way. Yes, the Premier League have talked about it for a long time. But and, and people have got frustrated that there hasn't been anything in concrete. But actually... You could say the way they're doing it is, um, is much more thought out maybe than we thought it was going to be at the beginning because there is no definite, there's still no definitive, there's still no definite is coming back. Now, Lee, last week, you were stronger than most in terms of it's not, it's not time yet, we have to make sure it's got to be safer than this, it's got to be safer than this. Yesterday, when you heard the news, Lee, about six positive tests and 748, 
was your first instinct leap, oh, that's, that's made me feel a bit better, or was it that I'm still absolutely, it's too much of a risk? Where were you when you heard that news in your mind? Um, I think initially I, my doom and gloom side of me went, oh, see, six have got it. You know, blah, you know it was kind of like, yeah, I was right. They're all going to get it now. And it was cut. But obviously, if you, if you look at the percentages, the amount of people tested, the amount of positives, etc., I've calmed down a little bit and you look at it a little bit more rationally and say, well, that, that's good news. And I think that the fact that, um, that we are doing baby steps and the Premier League are going about it the way they are, it makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. I think you, there's going to be from now until Tuesday, as, as Musty said, that's a big big space of time that, that lots of things can happen. Probably not a lot, as in um, the, the individual cases, because I think that they're, doing a, they're going about it with non-contact. If you think about the position the players are in when they go in, they get out of the car, they get the, they're going to be sterile. It's going to be in a, an environment where catching the virus is going to be very, very difficult. And I think the, the non-contact thing, the passing drills, it'll all be, and that's exactly how it should be for now. And, and I think that's the first step. And the, the Troy Deanies of this world and the ones, the players that are coming out and saying they're uncomfortable with going to that stage, we respect that. And I'm not, I don't know where I would be right now if I had somebody at home. I probably would be in the, in the situation that, um, that Robbie Earl said. He said, there's not enough information for me to, to be able to, to risk somebody close, a loved one at home. So I think I wouldn't be going back right now. Um, the next step, when you start to allow contact, that's when that's the biggest hurdle. Next, when you start throwing contact in, players mingling in, you know, being touching each other and all of that sort of stuff, then we're going to. I think we're then going to have more Troy Deenies, um and we're going to have more players coming out and going because it's only going to take one to. It's only going to take one or two players in your group to go to to test positive. However, that happens, and as you quite rightly said, we're not quite sure. You know, Mariapa's not even been in contact with anyone yet. He's tested positive. Uh, Ian Wone, obviously asymptomatic, has is, is, is got the virus as well. I'm, I'm a little bit unsure as to how that, how they work, that, what happens now at Burnley in regard to, obviously he's got seven days isolation, but the people he's been in contact with, if the players have not been at the club, um, well, I'm then it, assuming he hasn't. You mean the players and the people at the club he's been in contact with? Because I'm assuming the people at the club he's been in contact with, he hasn't been in contact with them six feet or what? You know what I mean? So you mean those people, or you mean people in his family? Well, I, I, I think at some point he's, he's going to be. He'll have been in contact with somebody. I, you know, I'm not. He might not have done. But what I'm saying is, there's a risk to that. So if you've, if you've got one asymptomatic person walking around, you've got others, and now they're being tested regularly now. So we're now in a position where we're kind of sterilising the whole of the of the Premier League group, but they're still going home and they're still mixing with people. So I think the next hurdle when you start throwing players together is going to be a big one. And I think if you get more positive tests, then we're in a position where we go right more players will start to say, I'm not comfortable with that. And then... One, that, one, of the the concerns from, one of the concerns for me is that we're all presuming, including the scientists, that this isn't airborne. <laughs> if it's airborne, it changes everything. <laughs> and there's still, no, there's still no proof either way because it's such a new thing. No, you know, that's, we're assuming that the six feet, being six feet away from each other is, is safe distance. But that's an assumption. 
It's, it's an assumption, I suppose, though, Graham, based on data. If it were airborne, surely the numbers would be a lot, lot, lot more than they are right now. Before social distancing, you would have thought. I mean, I don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't no, know. no, 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 nor am I. But, but yeah. It was interesting as well. Dan Rose has come out and, and, and used the phrase lab rat, which I thought was, was quite strong, in that we shouldn't mm. be as players being used as lab rats. And in some respect, and as, as Lee was talking, I was thinking about the Premier League. <laughs> could almost be leading it in some of the, the misinformation or lack of education that's out there. That we've seen maybe with social distancing and with players, if they stay away, they're fine. Maybe if all of a sudden we put people together and the numbers don't go up quite as high as we are, we can start to think about how that can go into the workplace. Well, the, the, the black and ethnic minorities, we don't know those numbers. Maybe if more information comes out, it'll help those uh, black and ethnic first responders. So in a way, the Premier League could be leading a lot of the information that's needed on this. That's true. Thanks. They could definitely be the leader. And the other thing to think about is that they're going to get tested again before this vote. And I don't know when, but I'm told it's going to be towards the end of the week, maybe Friday, Saturday. Now, that will mean, I would suspect, that Tuesday's vote will have a lot to do with the outcomes of the second round of testing. So let's just say that they've got six in the first one. Let's just say they do it all, all week, small training. Then they all get tested again, not including the ones obviously who already tested. So then you've got, what, 742 negative. If they get zero out of 742, then you've got to say, that's a, obviously that, okay. Well, that's good. That means it's probably not airborne. Not that we know we're not doctors. But, okay, that, that is going to give people confidence. I think the results of the second round of tests is going to be huge as to whether or not they want to do contact. And then, of course, the, the, te- the first round of tests once they've done contact is going to be even bigger. So, gone, Musty, I think you want to say uh, something. I, I was just going to ask Lee. So, right now, you wouldn't be comfortable going back. I just wondered, a difficult question, but what would it take? Like, what... What can change, Lee, that, that would change your mind? Um, I don't know, in terms of uh, more time. I mean, I, no, I don't know. I was, I, yeah, what would have to change? I, I, I would say if I, was, if I was in Troy Deeney's position when he's got, if he had an asthmatic baby at home right. or right. he was in that position, that I right. wouldn't, what, I would, there's not enough information out there for me. I, I, you know, the, the fact that you can, and he, he summed it up brilliantly, I thought, when he said, you know, the fact that I can't go and have my hair cut but I can go into a penalty area and, you know, next, yeah. after next week and, head to, and, and challenge for a ball with 20 players. Uh, so, the, so the difference in the... The difference is that the, the barber and the barber's family and the people have not been tested, but the footballers in the penalty area have. Surely that's the difference there. So you say so you're so what you so Re, so Rebecca so you're categorically saying that when the players are all zero and nobody's got it that football's safe you could lock them all up and 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 we could play a whole season with all those players staying in one house one place and no one get it that's what you're saying and you don't know you can't say that because you don't you don't you, you're not a doctor and the doctors can't really say it because they don't really know so I'm just saying the difference between what, what Troy Deeney said was why can't I get a haircut but I can go to penalty box. Well, the, the reason why you can't get a haircut is because, unfortunately, barbers and hairdressers are not being tested twice a week. So the, the risk is higher. Football is being tested twice a week. There's always a risk. There's still going to be a risk. Yeah, but the risk yeah. is lower. Correct. And, he's, and, and, the, and the, the, at the moment for him, the risk is too high for him to go back to training. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, think he's got to get his hair, I think he's got to get his hairdresser in that penalty box. Yeah, that's, that's the answer. <laughs> um, I did... 
did learn how to cut my own hair. Um, if Troy, if Troy needs a tutorial. No, you didn't. You um, didn't. <laughs> you didn't learn. <laughs> Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, boys, let's, uh, let's move it on to the Bundesliga. I know a couple of you mentioned it there. Um, <clears throat> Let's start. Rabia, what did you think when you watched it this weekend? How did you feel about the... Uh, forget the whether or not they should be playing or not. Let's imagine yeah. that this week, or let's imagine that next week the Premier League is coming back and we're all going to be on there and yeah. we're going to have no fans in the stadium. It's going to look like that. Tell me how you felt about it and how you think the fans will feel about it. Well, I, I actually watched this Saturday game, which was the Dortmund game, the first game, which was 6.30 West Coast time. And I have to admit, I went to bed on the Friday night with a little bit of those nerves, I put my alarm on, I got up, watched the game, and it fulfilled me, Bex. It fulfilled me, is the thing I would say. Yes, there was no crowd, the echoes weren't great, but the competitive edge, the, not intensity, but the, 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 the mindset of both uh, sets of players, the quality in, in some, of, some of the finishing, it, it, it gave me a sense of, Wow, we're not far away. I'm looking forward to the Premier League. And I know that there was no hugging. There was no spats. There was no challenges where players were coming up to each other, which is part of the narrative and the great character in what we've got, and especially the Premier League. I was happy, I've got to admit. And I know other people have had some negative thoughts. But for me, it gave me a sense of it's back and we've got something that we can start to enjoy. And this might be what football's going to be for the next 12, 18 months. We don't know. But for me, it, um, it, it definitely felt nourishing. It's interesting because I think it was jarring for a little bit. Like, oh, this is weird. This is like watching either a really bad lower, 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 lower league game where you can hear the one man and his dog. Um, or like watching a training session in one of those domes. It felt like it was indoors, actually, when I was watching it. But I, I agree with you from my perspective. I grew, grew up playing football in the back garden with no one watching. I played football in the park. No, like that's, we don't play football. You don't enjoy and love the game purely because of who's watching and, and the atmosphere. You love it because of it's down, the beauty of the game can stand alone. So that's, I agree. I was fully nourished. Lee Dixon, 
Just one little thing, and just you, you mentioned that when we all grew, grew up and we're all you know been out in, in, in the fields and playing, you used to make that crowd noise in your head. You remember when you scored a goal and you make an overhead kick and you'd be, ah. <laughs> you kind of, and that's almost what I was doing at the weekend when Holland scores a great goal and gets in. I'm thinking about crowd noise in my head. Yeah, yeah, I think because we're so used to it as well. Dicko, yeah. what, what did you feel like when you watched yeah, it? Um, very, very similar to, to Robbie. I was, you know, it was nice to see football back. I knew, we all knew it was going to be weird. We, and we, you know, the first 10 or 15 minutes of it, you're kind of looking at it going, well, yeah, well, we can, but once the game starts and you see the players interacting and, 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 and doing their stuff and the skill, etc., you kind of, I almost forgot what was going on. I think what we, what was pretty evident was the the importance of, of the commentary team. So no pressure on Graham and myself, but <laughs> <laughs> I think that they play they 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 kind of play a big part. And uh, you know you kind of I, I was just talking to Pierre before, and we were talking about that type of thing. And it's almost you know we, we talk about let it breathe. We've almost got to make it breathe. You know it's kind of that it's the opposite. You've kind of got to just you know cajole it along a little bit and um, so that'll be different when we have to get to go to a game and, and commentate on it so but I'm you know it's great to see it back um, you know it, it sounds from you know my last couple of weeks that I'm kind of all doom and gloom and I'm not, I don't want football to start again of course I do you know I'm, I'm, I'm just a little bit wary of of the other side of things the medical side and the you know the conscious side about what's going on in the on the front line and all of that sort of stuff so I'm a bit mixed up at the moment but once you see a game in front of you unfolding and see goals and it's just that's why we're all sitting here talking about it because it's just a brilliant game. Musty did you love it? Yeah, of course I loved it. I actually switched over to Leipzig game. I think it was like two or three nil the Dortmund game. I switched over, and the Leipzig game was a little bit more intense. Uh, celebrations were weird. Substitutes, positionings was weird. Face masks. <laughs> it just it just looked very very weird. Um, I think I was watching the first game, and Carol and I said, "Wow, it looks like it sounds like they're playing in a swimming pool. It's like a swimming when you used to go kids would go swimming, yeah, yeah. And, and the swim meets and stuff. It was that kind of weirdness. So sound, sound. I think we should have a quick." Uh, conversation about sound now I did a little poll do we want the natural sound of the game the ball hitting the the, the net was kind of cool and a few of the sounds are cool and the managers and the players screaming at each other or do we want if it's done well the, the crowd sound whether it's a broadcaster or from the stadium probably broadcaster isn't it I don't know um it, to enhance the game because most of the time the game is shot I and mean, Earl's laughing already the, no well my pulse Kyle's idea a few weeks ago Right, and, and I'm and I, 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 I'm with Kyle. I'm with Kyle. But listen, this novelty right now, and it's great. And we love watching football, and it's kind of cool. That's going to get old after a few games of watching that. It's going to get old. If you've got somebody smart on a little deck, I could totally do it. And you can. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can pipe in a little bit of like oohs and ahs and and like and songs and and little chants and rhythms and then goal celebrations. It could be really, really good. And when you're sat in your living room and the, sh the, the shot is tight on the pitch, you wouldn't know. You hear the sounds. I just feel quite strongly that that's going to have to come in. If we live in this for, for a year or not longer, it's going to get blimmin' sterile. Pipe in the music. Who's Bex. with me? Bex, can I, is there a button on my thing where I can <laughs> mute, mute Musto? Dicko, think about do it. Do that. Right, do it. Think well, about gonna, it. Don't go think too far, it. Musty. Don't don't go too far. Like we're, we're starting to get too many oohs and ahs and that. A little bit of noise. I'm with oh. you. Oh, right, Earl's in. Earl's in. Kmart's in. 
with like I've got an analogy. It's just like when you go to a concert, right? The music is great, but when you add the light and the and the light man who's basically watching and and it's and it's what, what light do we need for what moment? You can get sound. I have a I have a, a goal system where goals are, are celebrations in the past that you have in the database on a five point system. A one a one star goal is like you know it's five nil and you scored one goal or you scored your six. And a and a five rating goal is is like the winner in the 90th minute. Have someone there, a little keyboard, you know, just totally. Just, and also pipe it in for players. Pipe it in so the players can hear it. I'm telling you, it's almost like Pavlov's dog. If players hear fan sound. <laughs> yeah, put, put headphones on all the players. Let's and make it like, let's make it like FIFA. Well, you got the crowd in there as well. Come right. on, Dicko, you'll love it. Bex, is all on you. What do you feel like? Graham hasn't answered. No, no, no. I, I think it's ambitious, but I, I, I'm not, not for me. I'm too traditional. No I noise. Think- Hear the fan, hear the footballers screaming at each other. I, I would be with kind of Graham and Lee. However, what, what might change my opinion is that I do believe that you're right, Musty, when you say this is right now, very early days. We're like, oh, football's back, football's back. And then come November, we're going to be like, oh, my God, this is just like <laughs> depressing. Like, no noise. So I would be willing to, to see how it goes naturally. Yeah, I'm in that good See how we go. Yeah, let's be flexible, and if we need to enhance mm. naturally, then we can do that as the season goes. <laughs> I think I think Musty, I think Musty's definitely been in isolation too long. It's he's been in that, and he's, he's been in that room too. for nine weeks. It's just, it's yeah. just you two old timers are not agreeing with it. The four of us are up for it. No, 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 no. How have you? Have you turned that round? Have you count again? That's not four. On the one, two, you three, two four. On the no, how's that? One, two, <laughs> you and Kyle. Two. No. Two maybes. We got two maybes. Two maybes. Yeah, exactly. Two trials. Oh goodness me! And, 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 and Kyle clearly has got a business angle already, so he's, he's <laughs> count. He's got his own agenda. He's pushing there. I sat in a booth and and did. 700 lines of possible scenarios for a video game. I mean, how, how are you not Dick counting? Well, Dick comes well versed with that. Yeah, I, it would turn into turn into FIFA game, yeah. and it would just be, you know, who do you get on the on the decks? You know, you put you on the decks, you're going to do your ooze when your arse should be there. It'd be yeah, just an absolute nightmare. <laughs> it'd, just an, it'd be a nightmare. They'll bring in some beats. It'll be amazing. Well, I don't think it's off the table, put it that way. I don't think this is, this, this is certainly a conversation that's being had amongst many people in the broadcasting world to try and do what's best for the fan. You know, perhaps they do, I don't know, who knows. But I think that it has to be discussed, and it is being discussed. I know they're certainly discussing it in the UK. I've seen it um, on social media. So we will see whether or not that happens. Um, boys, you know, I think we've covered the two big angles, the Bundesliga angle, and um, which I think everyone enjoyed. And of course, what's happening right now and in the timeline that we're in. This time next week, we will be back, as always, on Wednesday, by which time we will know a lot more. So I feel like after a couple of months of it being a slow burn, we are now heading into a time where things could happen rather rapidly. And who knows, perhaps in a couple of weeks we'll be um, 
will be all set to, to actually see each other face to face. So we will see, but make sure everybody joins us on the um, Premier League on NBC podcast, wherever you get your podcasts and on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. Until then, everybody stay safe and take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.